How's it going, everybody? This is Mike Whistler with the Easy Peasy Podcast, episode number 10. Now, tonight we're talking hot dogs. What's more American than a hot dog, right? Now, I was at the pub a little bit earlier and I got chatting with this fella, right, who makes hot dogs, or at least that's what he's trying to do, that's what he wants to do as a business, and problem is, big brother, you know, government, now I'm not going to introduce it any more than that, I've already given you my bias, but let's just roll with the conversation and let it let it speak for itself because I think you'll start to get why I call myself what I do, right? Why I call myself an anarchist. This this little short conversation does a pretty good job of making the case. So with that, Let's rewind about three hours, shall we? Alright, so what's your name, man? I'm Chris. Chris, Trevino. and what's your business? Uh, Thing Lizzy. We make hot dogs. Thin Lizzy? Thin Glizzy. Think with a K? Thin, T-H-I-N, Glizzy. G-L-I-Z-Z-Y. Glizzy. Alright, yeah. alright. You a big fan of the old rock and roll band? I mean... I do like Thin Lizzy a lot, yeah. Yeah, well, me too. The cowboy song... Hell yeah, anytime, especially in the summer. That one speaks to me, (laughs) always has. Hang on a second. I don't know which way is better, but. So, uh, what do you, what's, what's, what's Thin Glizzy all about? What do you do? So, we make foot long hot dogs. We make them by hand, start with fresh beef, grind it down, do spices in it, mix it up, emulsify the meat, stuff it in the natural lamb casings. And then we feature them at like pop-up events that we've been doing at restaurants around town. And where do you get your meat from? Uh, mostly I go through Kyle Becker, who's a local beef and pork farmer. He also does poultry. So you're very much in, in, in the local food space, yeah? Definitely, yeah. That's cool, man. I, I'm into that shit. That's like what I'm all about. Now, what's going on with the, with the inspectors? We've been having a little bit of setbacks with the health department just because, like... Is this the Indiana State Health Department? No, this is Marion County. Marion County? Okay. Mm -hmm. And we've been trying to set up a commissary kitchen inside of an established restaurant. And we've been just going through the process of getting everything straightened out, all our paperwork in. But we keep having a fair amount of delays with it because of, like mostly a lack of information from the health department as far as what they need every time I talk to them. So did they stop you from doing business at this point? I would say at this point it's definitely been a delay. So you are not making money because you, I mean, what are they claiming you did wrong exactly? It's not really what we've done wrong per se. It's more of just us trying to move forward in the process of being fully approved and permitted, but every time we talk to them, there's a hang-up that we haven't been told we needed to address prior, and so 
they give us like a set of things that we need to take care of to make sure that we can move forward in the process. And I do those things and then I contact them. And then by the time they contact me back, they come up with another kind of barrier or another form or something that we need to do before they can actually come and fully approve us. And the big issue with it is like, if they would just give me all of the information at once for everything that they need, I would be like super happy to just take care of it all, get the information to them that they need and move forward. But because they keep finding new things they need, I can't really complete the mission here. So in a nutshell, all you want to do is sell fucking sausages, right? I mean, Yeah, exactly. It, right? Yeah, we're just trying to make hey, and sell hot dogs. Industrial prison complex and fuck all that bullshit. There you go. Some input from the sidewalk. But, uh, I mean, how long have you been doing this business venture? How long have you been fighting this battle? We've been working on it uh, since the winter. We've done a couple of pop-ups at restaurants where we've worked through their kitchen and sold out of their kitchen and... I hate these pickle peddlers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> these these <laughs> pedal cart bars. But... Yeah, we've been operating since the winter, trying to like get into an actual production space where we can have a set area where we can actually make these hot dogs and it's not a total pain, like an extreme effort for us and like setting it up where it makes sense for us to be at. And that's kind of been the barrier is actually getting into the production space. Well, and it sounds like you're going about it all the right ways. You're getting high quality ingredients. You're using a clean and commercial like up to code facility right i mean mm -hmm. am i hearing you right and all that yeah and and you can't sell local hot dogs locally sourced and locally produced hot dogs and i hear you that you're trying to get all the shit sorted but they so they stopped you i mean did they did they give you a cease and desist no it wasn't anything quite like that but it's not the go-ahead that we need to actually be in a, a regular space where we can produce these and actually start to make money because if we do a pop-up in a restaurant we then show up at a restaurant that's pre-existing they're willing to host us to do an event but then they also have to make space and time for us to show up at their restaurant and make hot dogs there and then later on in the coming days sell them there too so it's it takes up a, a pretty big chunk of whatever restaurant wants to host us well, I just know that like meat is one of the more heavily regulated things and I'm sure like cured meats and like that sort of like pre-processed food world, it's really hard to break into as a young entrepreneur, I'm, I'm sure. And like, I just went to this food conference, it's called Rogue Food, okay? Uh -huh. It was all about how do we circumvent the existing regulations. So instead of trying to bend to their will how do we just ignore the rules altogether and and reword what we do in a way that they can't fuck with us legally right so like with your hot dogs maybe instead of fucking selling your hot dogs you're donating them and expecting you know a certain amount of donation in return well, and shit like that if you if you if you change the language a little bit maybe you can get around it but i know that's a little out there well the thing is i mean even to some extent because we had an event coming up this saturday that I was really hoping to get the full approval and permitting for ahead of time. And I thought that we were in a timeline that made sense to do that prior to these delays. Yeah. Um, 
once I found out that we were going to be barred essentially from doing this because of the permitting, I considered even just donating these hot dogs because I didn't want to uh, leave our leave the person who was organizing this event kind of high and dry. Um, and I looked into even just donating them, but what I saw is within Marion County, donating as a non-established, non-for-profit or food pantry is also not allowed in the food code. You're not so, allowed to give away free food? If it is an event type setting, like what we were looking at, even giving it away is not approved. So that was, I considered just doing that, but. That's a bummer, man. Cause like I, I met a guy that has a coffee shop down in Louisville and during like all the lockdown last summer, he got sick of being locked down and being told he couldn't be in business. And so what he did was he stopped selling coffee and started selling coffee cups. And he just left the coffee on the sidewalk for people to fill up themselves. He'd sell them an empty fucking cup for the price of a cup of coffee. There's somebody trying to come out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I almost, it's none of my fucking business, man. But like, I would encourage you to just say fuck it and do it anyways. And, but you know, of course, that are you're kind of already on the radar, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I would. I'm definitely on the radar and. I mean, prior to me engaging with the health department, it didn't really seem like we were on the radar as much. And we, I mean, we were operating out of restaurants that were licensed. What if you simply relocated the location out of Marion County or something of that nature? I mean, I think, I mean, that would really be a totally different set of rules because what it really comes down to is uh, basically the rules of the Marion Health Department. The state guidelines are a little more broad as far as just like general food safety yeah. in producing, but Marion County definitely has more specific rules as far as the actual service of that food and what the criteria is to serve it, and especially at a one-off event or an event where you need a permit license. So, I, I mean, I, I haven't looked into things outside of Marion County because that's where we've been trying to operate. I, I can't really say if it would be easier or not outside of it but so far within it it has not been easy it's not easy it's not easy so i'm gonna throw an idea at you. i don't know if you ever heard this term or not but food freedom you ever heard anybody say those two words combined i don't think so so that's what this this uh this conference i went to rogue food that's what this was all about that we as humans on planet earth have every right to feed ourselves <laughs> with what we choose and from the sources of which we choose so, I mean, is that something that jives with you? I mean, I definitely think that some of those ideas behind it do make a lot of sense. And especially in other countries around the world, there are, there's clearly like a much more vibrant like food culture, like street food culture. And in Indianapolis, obviously you can just walk up and down the streets or drive through the city. There's really not much of a street food culture there's obviously a handful of food trucks, but I mean, especially throughout the downtown area and even nearby, you really don't see very much of that. And I would have to assume it's because it's really hard to actually be up and up as far as your permitting and licenses to actually make that happen. They make it really hard to sell food directly to the people. It's, I mean, that's the gist of it. I've heard of people going to jail for selling raw milk, you know, and shit like that. So, I don't know, it's just interesting to meet you, man. I don't want to hold you up or anything, but like, 
The fact that all you want to do is sell hot dogs and you're getting jerked around by the system, it, it pisses me off. I could see why you might be pissed off too. Yeah. So, what's your name again and what's your company? I'm Chris. I'm with Thing Lizzy Hot Dogs. Yep. All right on, brother. Well, it's yeah. good to meet you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. So what do you think? Do we need Big Daddy government telling us about our food? It's a pretty simple question, you know. Do we Do we need them? Are they making the food system any better? Because from what I can see, y'all, The government getting involved with our food has served only to prop up corn as this, this unnatural commodity, this unnatural currency. Because we can grow so much of it, and they'll grow as much as they can, even if can't necessarily be eaten by people so when it can't be eaten by people it gets fed to the cattle and and then we don't have grass-fed cattle any longer I mean I don't know if I'm if I'm jumping through hoops here I hope I'm not losing anybody but it's all connected guys it's if government wasn't involved with food, you wouldn't have the surplus of corn. You wouldn't have the unhealthy cattle. You wouldn't have the confined field feedlots. And maybe I'm being naive. Maybe that all would happen. But, but eventually we would realize that the cattle are not healthy that way. There's no such thing as a healthy corn-fed cow and there might have been a time I can I can put myself in in the position to think about when food regulators were a good idea and that's that's turn of the century that's that's New York City right food regulators this is this is why we have the FDA now. This is why we have the USDA. Um, but it's turn of the century. It's it's industry. It's it's cities developing and and of course there was there was foodborne illness. There was waterborne illness, and they needed to be addressed. So rules were written, and we learned. We learned to get better but now we've taken it to the point we've taken it so far we've written so many rules that a guy can no longer fucking make a hot dog even though he's buying local fresh quality ingredients it's just frustrating you see this is why I went to rogue food this is why it matters this is why food freedom should be on the forefront of our conversation, but it's not. It's just like 
it's just like health freedom. It's just like the freedom to choose. It's it's what you put into your fucking body and you should be allowed to make that decision. You should look at that hot dog and say, yeah, I'll buy it. You should be able to you should be able to judge that and take responsibility for that. And it's so frustrating that they they're not they're not letting you. They're not letting you make that choice. You know, they're choosing Oscar Meyer instead for you. They're making that choice for you. Instead of thin glizzy hot dogs, they're they're deciding that they'd rather you eat Oscar Meyer, and I'm not implying when I say they. I'm not implying that it's everybody that works for these organizations. I'm not implying that it's any of these people, individually speaking. But think about how it works, right? Think about how it works. A, a fella is just trying to make some hot dogs, and he calls the health department and says, What do I need to do to make a hot dog? And they say, well, you need to do X, Y, Z. And they don't tell you about A through, you know, W, right? They don't tell you about A through W. You do X, Y, and Z. And then they're like, wait, you never did A, B, C. So you go and you do A, B, C. But then, oh, well, okay, thanks for doing that. But what about D, E, F? Are you are you are you following? This is what our our new friend was explaining that he's going through. He's getting the work around. He's getting the jerk off treatment. They're just they're just they don't care about him and his business. They just all they care about is the rules that that somebody else wrote. You know they don't even really care about the rules except for the sack. Uh, Except for the, the fact that it's their job to fucking enforce them. Right? That's the only reason they care about the rules is because it's giving them a job. So to imply that the rules don't matter would be to imply that their job doesn't matter. And nobody wants to hear that, do they? Now I hope I'm not I hope I'm not getting too preachy with you guys. I I'll be honest, I hate I ate some mushrooms. And so if my voice sounds a little a little funny, maybe that's why, but it doesn't it doesn't negate that I I feel that what I'm saying is right and true and honest and pure and I know that not everybody is going to call themselves an anarchist. But but I do hope that everybody will recognize that the concept of food freedom should be respected. Food freedom should be respected. You understand? I want to eat one of those fucking hot dogs. I really 
do. I bet you they're tasty as hell. And with that, y'all, I'm going to sign out. This has been episode 10 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. Now, I'm going to wish y'all a pleasant evening, day, morning, afternoon, night, whatever it might be. But I hope it's pleasant. And I hope that you take a moment to just take a deep breath. And look around and just be where you are. Just be where you are. And with that, I'll say good night. <laughs>